Hey girl, welcome to Kinsco World, the online playground for boss babe entrepreneurs like you. Here in this realm, we're all about bringing your dream business to life. Let's get to it. The following is an excerpt from a training I did in my Facebook group, Kinsco World Boss Bays. If you're not part of the family yet, head over to Facebook and search Kinsco World Boss Bays to join. Um, I also just wanted to make sure to share these trainings over here because there's so much good content. But if you're hearing me responding to comments and kind of interacting with my group, that's where the weirdness comes. It did start as a Facebook Live. And if you've already seen this Facebook Live, then go ahead and skip over this podcast unless you want to listen to it again and pick up on some other gems. So I'm just going to, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to bust through these questions, but if you guys have other questions that come up, let me know. Um, I am down to answer literally whatever questions that you have. And remember pricing for the 10 K course launch goes up in two days. It goes up $200. So if you've been wanting to get in, get in, secure your spot. The first lesson goes out tomorrow, which I'm really excited about. Tomorrow's lesson is really important. It's the first one where we decide what to teach. And there's a few questions about that that we're going to go over today. But if you've been wanting to get in, make sure, sure to get in before the price goes up. No, you actually don't need to start watching YouTube. <laughs> it's a very big um, time suck, but it's fun. Um, okay. Well, let's just start from the beginning. So a lot of different questions about how to grow your audience. If you feel like people there aren't here for whatever course it is that you're wanting to sell or any of that kind of stuff. I think this kind of applies to any sort of business. Honestly, like how do you grow your audience? I think that's the most common question. And the number one thing is you can't start growing an audience of people who want to buy what you're selling until you're selling something. And so the first time you launch a new course is when you're going to start laying the groundwork for what it is that you're going to be selling. People didn't think of me as somebody who did branding until I launched the branding school and talked about it nonstop for two weeks during my launch and then launched it again and talked about it. Selling your course over and over again and showing up and talking about that thing, that's what's going to help grow your audience. That's what establishes you as an expert. It sounds so simple, but it really is that simple. Start selling a course and people are going to look to you as the expert. And I I did a little uh, podcast episode that's probably going to go live tomorrow, tomorrow or Tuesday. And I talked about how to like, feel like an expert. If you don't feel like you're an expert yet. And the first thing that you can do to position yourself as an expert is literally create the course. Um, no matter how simple it is, if it's just like, I've taken courses before that have been a lot of money that were literally just like an audio download and a worksheet to go with it. So with the 10K course creation blueprint, I feel like I said it wrong, 10K course launch blueprint. (laughs) I can't even remember the name of my own program. But with that program, we are going to learn how to make really inclusive courses. Because if you've ever taken a course before, there's some that are like, they all have really good content, but you want it to feel like an experience. So if you're creating a course, make sure that it feels like an experience. If you're doing anything, if you're selling any sort of product, you want it to feel like an experience. You want to feel like, oh, like I'm part of this world. I'm part of this community that's doing this learning together. I'm part of this community where everybody's wearing this, you know, these clothes or using this product. The more you can create the community, the more success you're going to have and the more lifelong customers you're going to have. So back to the question about how to grow your audience. The first step is you have to start selling your course. The reason I'm talking about that, even with this question, is the way a person worded it was they didn't know what they wanted to sell initially, and so how to grow an audience that 
wants to buy what you're selling. And so the important part is first of all, figure out what you want to sell. And that was another question that I had. You guys know I'm all over the place with this. I can't like keep my thoughts linear, but somebody said, um, I've launched a course before and it didn't sell at all. And so the first thing that I would ask you, if you, that's happened to you, if you've launched a course or if you've thought about launching a course and it hasn't happened, I want you to ask you about the course that you're thinking about or whatever. Is it really what you want to be doing, right? Is it actually what you want to be selling? If I said to you, okay, you're going to create a course and you can talk about whatever you want. And I promise you're going to make money. I promise you're going to be successful. It's the only course you're ever going to have to launch and people are going to keep buying it what would you want to sell? That's the first thing that you got to get clear on. And maybe you'll have 10 different ideas, right? Hopefully you'll get a lot of different ideas. Maybe you'll have one idea and then that's really easy. You know what to sell your course on, but then you have to marry that with what do people want and how can I make sure they're going to have a result after going through this course? So maybe you have a passion about, Miranda made a joke about this, my sister, about what did you say? Training wildlife? What was your joke of a course? <laughs> she said, how can I teach a course about wi training, wild training wildlife when I don't know anything about animals? So if that's your goal, you have to make sure, first of all, that you are an expert in whatever you're teaching. Expert doesn't mean that you're freaking the top of the world zoologist, but it could mean that you've worked in a zoo, right? Versus somebody who's never done anything. So I'll see people who will teach a course on how to grow your following. And you go click on their page and they have like, a couple hundred followers and you're like, wait, something isn't lining up here. So you do have to make sure that you know how to do what you're selling because as soon as you start selling, you're going to feel kind of weird. Even when I show up and sell stuff that I exactly know how to do. So for example, my design Academy and this uh, course course, 10 K course launch blueprint have sold really easily for me. And it almost feels like when you're in that place and stuff is selling, you kind of go, ah, should I really be selling this? Do I even know what I'm doing? So you have to make sure that you're confident because then I can remind myself and go, oh, I have the numbers to back it up. I have the experience to back it up. So make a list of all the things that you would want to teach. And you can go back to that list. Maybe you have something on there that you're not ready to teach yet, but you can have it on that list as a backup. Okay, once I have enough experience here, then I can start teaching on this. But then say, okay, what am I really good at? And what can I get people to receive results on? Because after that first launch, what's going to sell your course? is the testimonials and so making sure that you're going to provide an experience with those first group of people that they can you know provide testimonials and sell your product for you essentially when they're talking about it during your relaunch that's going to be really powerful so when deciding what to sell you kind of have to marry all of those things together what people want what you want to sell and then again what they need and you have to mix that all together in a way where you then sell it with the results you talk about the results that they're going to get from your class whether they'll be able to train lions or whether they'll be able to grow their following a thousand in 30 days or whatever and the way you have to think about it is because it's sometimes scary to say that right it's scary to say okay grow your followers to 10,000 in 30 days. And that might not work for everybody, but you're not saying guaranteed grow your followers by this amount. You're teaching somebody how to, and they're not gonna do every single thing that you say their first time around, 
you're just giving them an instructional manual of this is how you can do it. And no, they understand that when somebody buys a course, they understand that they're just learning how to do it and that time will then play a part in that. And you don't want to be attracting the type of people who are like, oh, I just take this because I want to have a $10,000 launch, right? I just take this because I want to have a thousand people on my email list by the end of the month. You want to attract people who are just there for the knowledge. So that's a really important thing to realize is you are selling that result and the people who are coming for it are not, if you're selling from a place of pure intent and providing value, the people that you're going to bring into your community aren't people who are going to be like, what the crap? You said this, you know, and if that happens, so what? Like you refund them their money. Most of I've never had somebody, I mean, knock on wood. I've never had somebody ask for a refund for the course because they were unhappy with it. I've sold over 300 courses. Well, to 300 different people, not 300 different courses. Um, but that's always, that was always a fear with mine in the beginning is having somebody say that when I realized it doesn't matter. I have so many other people who are happy with my courses that that is kind of the proof that it works. Does the price go up on the 16th? Whatever Tuesday is, is that the 16th? It goes up $200 Tuesday night. So yes, you do need it. It has a payment plan too for four payments of 169, which makes it easy to I can't save for this, but I need to hear this. Will you save it? Yes. I Well, I'll try to remember. Miranda, remind me to save this live. Remind me to save the live. She has her headphones in. Remind me to save the live when I'm done. Okay. I'll save the live and I'll try to post it here. My course, how to be a proper Kinsco world. Melissa, I was just telling my mom about how your your freaking moving truck got lost and I can't believe it. Melissa just moved to Arizona and her tr- the moving truck with all this stuff got lost and I am still sick about it. Okay, so Jordan says, I know you kind of talked about this in your podcast, but how do you know what to price your first course? So here's the thing that you have to realize is what I want you to think of. And I'm really excited for the podcast that I'm launching Again, either tomorrow or Tuesday, all about how when you feel insecure to show up as an expert, how to do that. But I kind of talk about that there, but I'll talk about it here too. So I want you to think about the things that you're going to teach. So the way I like to think about it is what would I have taught myself a year ago when I started first selling courses, right? That's who I'm teaching when I'm teaching the 10K course launch blueprint is the person who just did her first launch or is about to do her first launch. And I think about what is that worth to me? What are the results worth to me? What would I pay to do this? And this is kind of hard to price yourself, especially if you haven't bought any courses. That's when it gets kind of like hard to find that balance. But it's okay to start low. Start at a place that you're really comfortable setting it. Because I know a lot of people will freaking rush out the gate charging $3,000 for their course. I'm like, good luck. Like if you have that confidence and if you've worked with a lot of high ticket clients, I do think you can get that number, but it's even scary for me to charge $3,000 for a course. I'm just barely with branding school launching in August. I'm going to be charging 2000 and I'm kind of scared. I know it's worth 10,000. Obviously you get a whole brand, a whole website, all that stuff, but I'm kind of scared to charge that price because that's a big jump for me. So the first time I launched it, I charged 300 and you can raise it every single time. You can relaunch it every single two months and raise the price, but start with a price that you're comfortable with. Um, and I always market it like, I mean, for example, this one is going to at least double in price next time I launch it, which will probably be in like six months or something, maybe even a year. And it's going to at least double in price. So I always say when you're launching your first course, market it as like, this is the beta. It will never be this cheap again. 
just own the heck out of the price. And I had another question about why do you open doors and close doors? And this is the most important thing you could ever do with courses. I don't know how I did this right from the beginning. I think I was just copying what everybody else was doing and I didn't know why they were doing it. But people will not buy unless you give them a reason to. So that's why, for example, like uh, up above, who was asking? Blank Page Design was asking, when does the price go up, right? That gives her the incentive to buy before the price goes up. You have to give them those levels. And I've had, I had actually a few questions on this one saying, can I still enroll in the Design Academy? And I have to say no, because even though it might feel scary, like, oh, those people might pay to get into my program. Here's what I've learned in the beginning. Sometimes I'll make it available to people. And I'll be like, yeah, you can buy. Here's the link. But it's, it's technically closed. Those people never buy. The people who ask after the fact about like, is this still available? They were never the people who bought in the first place because they couldn't pull the trigger even when the doors were closing. So you have to set these barriers of like, I usually do an incentive at the beginning. Like remember I did seven day or I, the first seven people to buy got boxer access. Those seven seats sold out that same day. It was like a new record for me. So those seven seats sold out and then you do a price break. Like, okay, it's jumping up this much. And then you do the last day. And I, I've had people ask, do anybody buy? at full price yes most of your people will buy on the very last day or the day after I I sometimes sometimes it depends on how I'm feeling but I'll sometimes just leave the link open and I'll usually even get a couple more signups after the doors have technically closed so adding that reason that people have to buy is huge that's what's gonna sell your course I know it sounds scary in the beginning because it's like well I want to make money for as long as possible people won't buy people will not buy the only so I have a couple courses that live forever they're like evergreen courses like my 10 day branding bootcamp is $2.99. It's always available on my site. Every once in a while, I'll do a flash sale, like package it together with some of my other things. That's the only time it sells. I get lots of views on my website. I get lots of people clicking on it, but because they click on it, they see it, they see it's available forever. They go on with their day and they end up not buying it. They think they'll buy it another day. So that's why you have to have these deadlines of when people need to buy. And the reason I keep my launches really short is because you gotta have that energy. Do you think I'm gonna be as excited about this course in two weeks? <laughs> I'm not, not because I'm not excited about the course, but because I'm freaking, I was telling my sisters I need freaking like cocaine before I get on this call because I have to be in the energy of being excited what I'm selling, not like it's fake or anything, but you know what I'm saying? You have to feel really excited about your course to get it to sell. Okay. Um. That undercover unicorn said, do you think my Kajabi is the best way to start? Or is there another way for a beginner with low funding? So the two courses that I'm teaching in my course that I recommend is Kajabi or Teachable. So if you're worried in the beginning and you don't want to take like the huge plunge into Kajabi, because I think it's $99 a month. If you are wanting to do Kajabi, uh, send me a message because I have a 10% off code that is through my special affiliate program, but Teachable I think is $30 a month and that's a great place to start. That's better than just doing some lame ass like download, right? You want it to feel like an experience where they have modules and they can click in, you can customize the colors or whatever. So I would say if you're nervous about that huge investment in the beginning, start with Teachable. And honestly, if you're thinking about starting with like, okay, I'm either gonna invest in Kajabi or I'm gonna invest in Teachable. I would say start with the lower end software and invest in some sort of training to help you with courses. I wish, wish, wish that I would have started taking courses 20 years ago because they helped me so much. So whether it's from me or whether it's from someone else, I would say that's one of the most important things you can do for your business is take some sort of course training. Um, because that's going to really help you learn from everybody else's mistakes, right? I want to do some sort of 
list of like all the mistakes I made. I should do that. I'm actually going to write that down. All the mistakes I made on selling courses because there was a lot. <laughs> Maybe I'll go live on Tuesday or something and talk about it because it's nice to be able to learn from people's mistakes. I learned from, I actually found out, do any of you guys know anything about human design? If you're either like a projector, manifesting generator, generator, manifester, reflector. Uh, if you haven't heard anything about human design, you should really look into it. But I found out that my personality type really is anti-school, like anti-establishment in that way, which is so funny because, <laughs> hello, I've done podcasts on me hating school. But the way I learn the most is through failures. Like I can sit and be taught and whatever, but the way that I'm actually going to internalize stuff is through failing. And I think that's why starting a business and just going all in is... I've learned so much because I've failed so much. and But I think that's true for kind of everybody. But it's especially true for me. So the biggest thing that you could do, even more than investing in this course, honestly, is freaking go and start your course. I would way rather have you not buy my course and start your course. You're going to learn so much from there. But if you want to skip over the mistakes, if you want to start making money, take the 10K course launch blueprint because it makes everything easier. Okay, I feel like I have... Is everybody alive? Give me hearts if you're alive. I've, I've strayed from the topic. Okay, so there was another question, best hosting platforms. I feel like I kind of covered that. Kajabi or Teachable. Kajabi if you have the money to invest and you're ready to like go all in. Kajabi really held me accountable. And I talked about this on my live, but Kajabi held me accountable because it was $99 a month and I was like, crap, I need to make money. <laughs> if I'm spending $99 a month on something, I need to be actually having it work for me. So that's why I like Kajabi. And Kajabi is just so much easier to customize and you can do your landing pages through Kajabi. You can easily create a website. That's what's awesome about Kajabi is I do my landing pages on my own website, but through Kajabi, you can create like, I wish I could pull it up and like share my screen, but I'm on Instagram live. You can pull up like literally create a header image and it looks so professional. That is the one thing that's really nice about Kajabi. I don't think you can do that with Teachable. Okay, another question was worksheet journaling design. Now, this is something I actually am gonna give a little tutorial in the 10K course launch blueprint about how to create your own worksheets in Canva because that's a really fun part of me for like doing course design is I love actually designing the branding of the course. That's really fun to me. Um, and I think people like it to have cute printouts. So I'm gonna explain how to do that, but don't let that hold you back, honestly. Um, and I know the person here who sent that question, they're actually really good at doing graphic design. I was so surprised at how their website, how good their website looked for not being a designer. But don't let that hold you back because again, I've taken courses that were literally two, $3,000 and the journaling prompts were just questions on a page. And so again, you have to remember that stuff is fun and that makes it more of an experience and it makes it easier to sell because you're excited about it. But you could just send the questions, type them in for them to journal because the real work is how they take your course and move forward with it. So I used to feel a lot of accountability. I used to feel like a lot of pressure to have my students perform and love it and freaking make all their money back and blah, blah, blah. And as soon as I released that, that's when I started having a ton of really great testimonials coming in and how I kind of relieve that pressure is at the beginning of each course, I have a little welcome video that says, Hey, this video, this course is going to be what you make of it. And I can teach you everything I know, but it's up to you to take it and apply it. And it could be worth a million dollars or it could be worth nothing. If you do none of the homework, if you just add it to another list of courses you've never watched. So you can prep your people. You can teach your people how to learn. That's kind of your job. So for example, if you were selling a um, home design course, having some sort of way they have to show accountability. So for example, with my graphic design course, 
we have every single Tuesday, we have like a critique where I look at their designs and give them feedback. And that's what we're going to do at the end of the 10K course launch blueprint is everybody who's created courses, I want them to present them and talk about them. And then I can say, oh, you should change the title to this or you should do this. Even asking for feedback from people who you know and trust. So like a good place would be my Facebook group, the Kids Go World Boss Base, because you don't want to go ask your dad or your sister or somebody who doesn't understand what you're saying or teaching because they might be like, you're not going to make money from this. Who's going to pay $2,000 for this? I remember when I first launched my branding school, right? I priced it at $2.99 and it felt really cheap. Um, but I told my dad about it and he's like, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. They pay 39 bucks and like, and he was excited about it. But then he said the 39 buck thing and I was like, is that all people are going to want to pay for that? And it totally, like I was all in my mind about it, but it, he just didn't understand. He doesn't know what even courses were at that point. Right. That was the first time I had ever sold a course. So you do have to be careful who you ask for feedback from, but any sort of entrepreneur group where you value like the people there asking them for feedback for your course will be huge. And so as you're creating your own course, I feel like this is just all sorts of inception. <laughs> me talking about courses I've created, me talking about your courses, me talking about being inside a course. Oh, <laughs> you guys even understand what I'm talking about. Um, but anyways, when you're creating your course, create some sort of accountability because the way you're going to sell a lot of courses, again, is when people get results and they want to talk about them. And the way people are going to get results is if you can get them to work through the whole part of the course. That's something that I'm going to be changing with my branding school next time I launch it is I'm actually going to take away some of the content. And don't worry, if you have access, you'll get access to everything still. But I'm going to make it smaller because it almost felt like 12 weeks was too long. Nobody was making it through the last modules that were some of the most important ones. And so make sure that it's easily digestible. I could have taught a freaking course program that was 20 modules long, right? But nobody's going to make it through that. They're going to get through the first three modules and then get bored. That's just how it is. So making your content as compact and value packed as possible is going to also bring you a lot of client success. Yes, I've heard of Gumroad, but I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I've taken a few courses on Gumroad. It just is not interactive at all. And I don't know what their prices are, but it's literally like you just sign in and it's like a video. To me, that's like, why don't you just do like a private Vimeo or something? I don't know. I just feel like it's not, when I've taken courses from people, and I've taken freaking awesome courses on there, but it could be so much more interactive. The interactive makes people feel like they're getting the value. When you just sit down to watch a video, it doesn't feel like you're getting as much value. And then maybe that's just me, but I think it's for a lot of people. They want to feel like they can click in and there's lots of content and they want to explore and be able to download stuff. And so I don't love Gumroad. Again, that could just be my opinion. Hi, Briar. Short attention span. Yes, the short attention span thing is real. That's most people. <laughs> I mean, that's why I actually been meaning to do like a face or a Facebook live. What the crap? I've been meaning to talk about this on Instagram stories. When people talk for so long on their Instagram stories to get a point across that they could have gotten it in 15 seconds, that's not showing up. That's just being like, lazy or something <laughs> like I don't have time to listen to 20 Instagram stories of you fumbling around with your kids right so it's really important to be concise because we're getting content overwhelm and chances are the people who have bought in your courses probably a lot of them are, are going to have bought other courses too so the quicker they can get through your content and start implementing it the more success they're going to have Oh snap, that is so me. What, rambling on Instagram stories? That used to be me too. I used to for sure do that. And then I think I just got into this content overwhelm stage where I was like, I want everything to be simple and easy and tell me what I need to know in the beginning. And you can still be entertaining and connect with your people in a way where you're getting your point across quicker. 
I think I just talk slow. That's okay. I talk way too fast. I know a lot of people are probably like, slow it down. So talking slow is fine. I just think the difference is if you haven't talked, like you haven't um, planned what you're going to say. It's like all of a sudden you're just getting on Instagram stories and it's like, okay, what's your point here? Please get across what you're trying to say. And it's especially hard if people don't put, you know, I'm a really big fan of you have to put a summary of what you're saying on your text, on the stories, because people are just going to click through, right? I mean, think of YouTube. We were talking about YouTube earlier. Everything on YouTube is trying to get your attention in the quickest time possible, right? The thumbnails, the clickbait, everything. When I do captions, it's to try to get the attention as soon as they look at the caption to get them to read more. And so you have to do that with your Instagram stories too, where people might just click through. Okay, so somebody said no clue where to start. Girl, just start, literally. And here's another person said, uh, should I pre-film content or do it live? Now, to tie both of those in together, I've done both, but I will tell you what, if I say, okay, I'm gonna pre-film this before I start selling it, I'll never start selling it because I'm the world's biggest procrastinator. But if I sell the content and say, okay, the first video is going live now, and then the next one, and then the next one, that has changed the game because first of all, you can start making money before you have created the content, right? That's the first thing I would say to all of you guys. Start selling your course before you've created the content. And then the really cool thing about it is I might find out, for example, the creating worksheets on Canva, I decided to just add that yesterday or the day before because somebody sent me a message asking about that. And I was like, sure, I'd love to throw in that freebie. So as you're creating your content and as you're selling to people, you're gonna need learn more what they need. And then you can cater your offer to what they need. And then you just create a better product that people are excited about. So I would say, unless there's certain ones, like for example, with the branding school, I try to have the content done before because it, there's so much content in it that it's overwhelming to me. So you have to gauge how you're gonna feel because there was one launch I did where I was so stressed because I had to refilm all this content. It was gonna be 12 modules and I had a hard time showing up and selling it because all I could think in the back of my mind was, I have to get back in here and start like, creating this stuff. I can't be selling because half the time I'm worrying about, I have to do this module, I have to create this worksheet and do all that kind of stuff. So you have to balance it. But I would say in the beginning, don't film your course first. You need to find out what people want. And then what happens is maybe you get only one person who's interested in it and then you can pivot and create something different that will sell to more people. You wanna create that flexibility in the beginning that you can figure out what you wanna teach again and then what people need and then what actually drives results. That's like the key. Okay, next. How's everybody doing? I learned from you to put yourself in your customer's shoes. Speak to your customer avatar. Yes, so important. And this is why I really like to think of myself when I'm creating this content. I like to think of myself, especially with this course. Excuse me. Um, especially with this course, I like to think about what did I need to know when I was launching my first course? What did I want to know? So think of you, whatever skill it is that you're going to teach people, whether it's baking cookies, whether it's making banana bread, whether it's, um, designing light fixtures. <laughs> I'm just looking around for like inspiration of things you could teach. Um, whatever it is. And yes, I'm hungry. Banana bread sounds good. Um, whatever it is that you're going to be teaching people when you were first learning, what did you need somebody to help you with? What did you need somebody to hold your hand and say, this is how you do it and give you the confidence that you could do that. Cause that's a large part of learning. So when I learned web design, my boyfriend at the time knew web design, he didn't teach me how to do it. I learned from online tutorials, but the reason I was confident enough to start doing it is I knew he knew if I needed help. So being that expert that somebody can turn to and say, Hey, I don't understand 
on this. Can you help me with that? And when I first launched courses, I was really cocky about like helping people with that. I felt like I had to be like true on not like I taught you the material and you don't get any one-on-one -on -one time with me, which now I'm not like hopping on phone calls with people or anything like that. But if somebody sends me an email and they have a question and they bought my course, I 100% take the time to go and answer. I still have the time where I can, you know, within a few days provide that support for people. And I think again, it's just channeling into what do your people need and focusing on that instead of focusing on, oh, I got to make money and I should be charging them more if I do this. Like, Focus on your people and the money will come. I know that sounds so cliche and that's the worst thing to hear when you're wanting the money, but it, it really is the truth. When you detach from the money and it's not about like, I have to make this amount of money and it's more like, I want to help 30 people in this course. That's when it becomes so much easier to show up and sell too because no matter how much you've cleared yourself of money blocks and have a good money mindset, deep down, we sometimes still feel yucky about want, like selling. It means we're asking for their money versus when you focus on your handing them this skill, it's so much easier to show up. Um, how do you get in the zone to create the content? I sit down and forget everything I was going to write. And Briar said, girl, I'm the same. You got to get aligned like your mind mood and it'll just flow out of you. Yeah, the thing that I've learned is sometimes in the beginning, I won't feel good about something and I just write an outline and I say, okay, today I'm just going to write an outline of all the content. And then the next day I'll say, okay, I'm going to write down this one thing. Don't hold yourself. Like you have to sit down and pound a course out of you. Just start with the first. So if I was to say the exact steps of launching a course, I would say first, do some research, ask your people on Instagram what they want to learn. Think about what you've already been talking about. Cause remember you kind of want to warm up your people. Think about what you've been talking about already and start coming up with course ideas. Okay. And then come up with a loose course idea, write down an outline of everything that you're going to talk about and how long it's going to be. And then start fleshing out that outline and then start making your landing page. So start making your page where you're going to sell it to people and then start selling it. And then create the course once people have bought it. Set a date that the course is going to start and then start filming the videos and serve those people who have bought it. That's why I think it's really powerful to not pre-film. And you got to own the hell out of that when you're selling in the beginning. You have to say, this course is going to be live. I'm recording this live. So every single question you guys have will get answered in the course. The people who take it next time, first of all, the price is going to be twice as high. Second of all, they're not going to get the one-on-one -on -one support from me like you guys are going to get being the first round. And so that's really it. That's all there is to selling the course. Step whatever, five, enjoy the money and go buy yourself some new shoes. <laughs> that's the most important step. Go to a really good concert. Um, obviously there's so much more to that, but with your first course, it can really be that easy. Why do you have doors opening closed? We already talked about that. How long should a course launch be? So I've kind of talked about this before, but in case you haven't heard, I, so my course launches, I do them 10 days. That's the perfect number for me. I've tried to do longer. And by day 14, I'm like, I don't freaking want to talk about this course ever again. And then I don't even want to record the videos <laughs> by 10 days. I can stay excited the whole time. I usually take a few breaks. Like for example, yesterday I didn't sell very hard because there, there, the price isn't going up until Tuesday. It doesn't really make sense. A lot of times people will wait till the last day, um, which I wouldn't recommend honestly, because I have a lot of people message me the day after and say, Hey, I forgot the price increased. And like, I have to stick to that because there's people who buy it on time. They deserve the good price. But 
Anyways, people usually wait till the last day or two before price increases. So I'll take those breaks like three days before doors close and three days before the price goes up. But besides that, I'm really thinking about my course all day long. Like today at work, I was just jotting down ideas for Instagram captions and creating content and creating posts and thinking of Instagram story ideas and writing down podcast ideas. And I usually do a couple more podcasts during launch. And so 10 days, I'm going ham. And it's not like... It's not that it's not fun. I actually love launch season. I was telling one of my sisters, I wish I could just sell nonstop. <laughs> I don't want to be like a, like a, um, what is it called? Alarm salesman. <laughs> summer salesman. So I don't want to be a summer salesman. I want to sell products no, I believe in. I want to wear the polos. <laughs> I want to wear the polos and I want to get mad ass like those summer salesmen guys <laughs> Just kidding. New but Jersey Yeah, New Jersey flashbacks when all these freaking summer salesmen were creeping. Anyways, I love selling. I don't even know what I was talking about. Oh, course launches. You want to keep them 10 days long because you'll run out of steam. I run out of steam. But if you can go ham for a freaking month and keep selling your course, then you can go ham for a month. But you have to figure out how that works for you. And with my 10K course launch blueprint, you are going to get my exact plan for a 10-day launch because that works the best for me. Okay, Ren, is it hot in here? I'm kind of a little sweaty. I'm not sweaty. Ugh, maybe I'm just overweight. <laughs> okay, how can I gain enough confidence to start teaching? Just start teaching, and once you see the results, you'll gain the confidence, and some days you'll feel like crap, and some days you'll feel like you never want to teach again, and you might be about to start your period, because that happens to me. <laughs> when I'm PMSing, I feel like I shouldn't be teaching anybody anything, because I have cramps, and I don't feel good. But then just wait a few days and you'll be better. And also just like detach. When you're feeling like an imposter, I found that it doesn't work for me to work through it. It doesn't work for me to sit down and go ham and like create all this content. It's not going to come from a good place. So I try to figure out a way that I can disconnect, whether that's going to a concert or going shopping or going out to eat with friends or something to detach from that and get back in a state where you're feeling good because that authentic, happy version of you who's not worried about money or anything about their career or their future or whatever, that version of you is going to be the best teacher. And so you just have to go back to that place and then teach from a place of love. Focus on serving. Stop focusing on your freaking bank account and the money will come. Focus on how you can help this person. And if the money takes a couple months to come, that's okay because your other bank account's going to be full. Your bank account is going to be full of love. And love doesn't buy things, but it feels really good. And eventually it will get replaced by money. <laughs> I don't know if that analogy made any sense. <laughs> okay, anyways. You'll feel confident once you start teaching. That's, that's really the, like, there's no other way to gain confidence except to start doing the freaking thing. Write down the outline, get working on the course. Okay, um, I think that's it. Oh, equipment for recording, like, good audio, good sound. I have never recorded a course on anything besides my freaking low-quality MacBook camera on, like, Zoom. Because I pull up, on some of the courses, I don't think on this course I'll have it, but, like, on my branding course, there's a lot of information that's, like, it just is a lot of information. And so I have like PowerPoint slides and I'll talk in like the side on like a little video of me. 
but it's really low quality and the sound isn't great. The, the camera quality is not great, but people aren't there for good camera quality. Again, there's a, always going to be a time in your business when you level up and you make everything better. You're going to make your content better. You're going to make your trainings better, but that's not right now. Don't worry about that. Don't let that be something that holds you back. You could just film it on your phone straight up. You could straight up film it on your phone and sell that as a course. Don't let the lack of high quality equipment be the problem. The content is really what matters. Okay, does anybody have any other questions? Um, so remember, price goes up in two days. It goes up $200 right now. It's $5.99 or four payments of $169. So you pay a little bit more for the payment plan, but you get that flexibility to drag it out. I'm really excited and I'm really excited because I actually need to stay excited because I'm filming the first content video tonight, the first training all about how to decide what to sell. So remember with each, I posted a video on my feed on my Instagram TV, all about what the 10K course launch blueprint includes, but it's gonna be really good. And I'm, it's actually really fun because this is the first course where I'm actually talking, I mean, my Rich Creative Crash course, I talk kind of about how to make money, but I'm telling you the exact methods to make money and this is the kind of stuff that gives me a boner. Like, I love to talk about it, I love to train about it, and so, freaking, it's gonna be good. <laughs> and I'm excited, I think there's a lot of you already, um, on here who have signed up. Okay, so Jordan said, do you like courses as podcasts or videos? I've seen both. So I make both. So I have my videos and then I turn them into audio only if somebody wants to like listen to just the audio, they don't wanna watch the video. But personally, I love to watch video when I'm learning from somebody, especially if, remember, the people who buy from you are gonna buy it because it's from you. And so they're gonna wanna see you, they're gonna wanna see your facial expressions, they want to actually get to know you on top of it. As weird as it sounds, it's they're buying it from you. So one of the things my dad was saying is, why would any like buddy like buy a real estate course? He wasn't saying it in like a victim mindset way, but he was just saying, nobody would buy a real estate course when they could buy from like from me when they could buy from Dave Ramsey. And I'm like, that's not true. I couldn't listen to five seconds of Dave, Ra Dave Ramsey. That guy bores me to death. Like I'm not interested in listening to that. And there's so many times that like I'll tell people, go read your about us and making money. And they're like, I don't really like to read. And I'm like, okay, fine, buy a course for me and I'll make it really easy to understand. And they want, that's what they want, right? They want my personality to teach them. I don't know why, but they, they're gonna want the same thing from you. And I know why, because you're freaking awesome and you put your own spin on it that people understand and that people like. Okay, does that make sense? Crap, I freaking had MailChimp out, but I was gonna send an email out that said I was going live on Instagram. I guess you guys are the real OGs because you were here. I tried to listen to him, but man, so snooze. <laughs> he is a snooze fest. I know he knows what he's talking about. But also somebody who's gonna tell me like to not spend $3 on like a morning coffee, not my cup of tea, <laughs> not my person. And you know what? Some people really like that. And those people who are interested in not spending money on coffee are not following me. What the crap? Pen just flew from the sky. Okay guys, anyways, Miranda, do you have any questions? Do you guys even wanna see Miranda? Whoa, what a beautiful lady. I thought you were drinking the popcorn. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> okay, guys. I'm going to go. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm freaking launching an amazing podcast in the next couple of days. I also recorded it, like, video. And I'm feeling like a true business owner. <laughs> I have my life together. Except the only problem is I came down to St. George with nothing. 
I just wore this dress, which my favorite type of clothing is the type of clothing that you can wear in the day and then sleep in it and wake up and wear it the next day. But I can't do that two days in a row to work. So I'm going to have to go buy a dress from Target and like underwear and stuff. So I guess my point with that was I, I'm not a legitimate business owner. <laughs> and that's just proof. You can make money and wear the same dress to sleep and to work every day for a year. Okay. Bye guys. If you have any questions, let me know. And if you have any other questions about like courses or whatever, let me know. And I'd be happy to answer them and share them on stories to help anybody else who has the same questions. Good excuse to go shopping. It's true. <laughs> but lately I've been feeling so bored of malls. Malls are freaking, they don't have anything cool. They, online shopping has ruined me. It has straight up ruined me. I wish I could order like something and get one day shipping. Amazon Prime, a free people dress or something. Okay, bye guys. Thanks for hanging out with me.